And that Blizzard, obviously, is... I mean, like, Valve and Dota 2 is probably the biggest competitor in their mind, but Blizzard is the one that's almost vying for the bigger esports space. They're right next to each other in Southern California. They have a history, of course, with, with each other. Um, it's hard to ignore that Riot just added everything from Blizzard because it's Blizzard, no matter if World of Warcraft or Diablo are even remotely in comp competition with the game because every other game is a MOBA. Even though I don't know a whole lot about the esports scene, I'm constantly fascinated by the human drama that occurs there, and I'm always looking for angles uh, into that world to learn a little more about it. Uh, so when OnGamer's senior esports editor Rod Breslow uh, broke news that Riot Games had issued uh, new contracts to players that they uh, pay to play League of Legends competitively uh, could no longer stream all sorts of games from uh, competing MOBA games to things like Diablo to even Fat Princess. Um, so to figure out exactly how this story happened, what it means for the community, uh, and whether or not uh, Riot Games will continue to enforce this, you know, I, I called up Rod on Skype and we broke it down. Um, and as it turns out, uh, there was news that broke after we had a conversation in which the Riot reacted uh, to the news. And if you wait till after our conversation, uh, we actually chatted again on Skype uh, and talked about uh, exactly what that means for the future. Enjoy. <laughs> Why don't we just start down, like, so you broke some news earlier this week that you've yes. been kind of teasing out ever since, so why don't we just start there, uh, why don't you break down exactly uh, what you came across, and, and uh, then we'll get to what's happened in, in the 24 hours since. Sure. Uh, so, uh, we have re we received a document from um, one of our sources, uh, which was, I guess, I'll just say one of the sources from the teams, and... Uh, it was in the new contract that Riot has sent over to all the team owners from, I think it was, what's the date? Day the 5th. I think they all got it on the 28th of November. 28th, 29th, 30th, it was Thanksgiving. So a lot of people didn't get to see it from a few, few days ago. Uh, and in there, it stated that uh, all players that signed this contract that go on to the 2014 season, that means only players that are inside of the league. So any of the amateur players, this does not count for. Uh, they all have to abide by this agreement, this agreement being that you cannot stream this list of games which they provided, which has, I think, 23 individual titles and then every franchise in Blizzard, so it gets up to about 30 or 35 different games. Um, uh, so you, you're, you're not allowed to stream the games outright, and you're not allowed to stream the games next to a League of Legends stream uh, at all. So you can't advertise the game, you can't stream the game um, in general. So that's, that's pretty much the news. This was, all of this uh, was rumored last year. It wasn't so much rumored, it was, uh, it, it was implied to all the teams. So it was not directly in the contract that they could not stream games. But everything that I've heard from my sources talking about what happened in this contract and knowing things from last season, Riot had been urging the team owners and their star players... Uh, to begin with, to not stream other games and to not 
stream them next to League of Legends. So while it wasn't specifically in the contract last year, Riot put a lot of pressure on both the players and the teams to not do it. So if a player were to ever stream something else, the owners would get a call from Riot that very day telling them to please not do that. So to, like, to, to bring this out a little bit, um, who are these people that are getting the contracts? Like, How exactly do they fit into... These, these are professional players that Riot is contracting to to play their game or, or you know if that characterization is wrong like who, who are the people that are getting these contracts so the this initial contract of of the uh regulations for everything go directly to the team owners and then the team owners disseminate the contracts to the players so from what i gather i think the contracts need to be signed up with the team owners and the players both but that the team owners are originally the ones that are, have gotten this, and then they give them to the players. But in general, the players are contracted employees to Riot and the League. The team owners are not. Uh, but the managers... So the, uh, Riot does pay an equal amount of money to all the players and then one manager... But usually the manager is literally a team manager that organizes like their practice and their scrims. And that's separate from the owner, so that the owner is not under Riot's uh, contractor agreement, just the five players and then one team manager. So, so this is something, as you were kind of mentioning before, that was kind of just implied before, like the idea being like, come on, like don't, you're, we're paying you to, to, to play League of Legends, like don't stream Dota, like don't stream these other games that are competing in similar spaces, because these games are competing. This is, this is less like you know, basketball and, and football and more like basketball one and basketball two. Um, but now they've gone and made that explicit. Yeah. So before it was not directly in the rules, but owners and players have told me that whenever they would stream a different game, they would have riot on them the same immediately to tell them not to do that. Uh, and then I don't know if it was so much threats from riot on implications if they didn't, but it would not have been good for anyone who did not listen to Riot on not doing that last year. <laughs> so when you and I were you know, chatting about this a little bit on AIM, and I was just trying to kind of tease out from you exactly like whether this was a surprise. And like to me as, a, as an outsider, this seemed like pretty reasonable. Like they were being, you know, they're being paid by Riot to, to play League of Legends. And, you know, if you want to play these games these other games in your off time, like, you know, go ahead and do that. But that if you're going to stream it, you know, in some ways as an extension of the League of Legends brand, uh, that's kind of, you know, could be seen as a tacit endorsement of another product. Um, do you think that seems reasonable or, or like in the community is that, you know, is that not how it's perceived? In terms of the ruling itself, to me, it's very reasonable because of what they did last year with, even though it wasn't directly in the contract, the way that they talked to the owners and the players about not streaming, having it actually now in the contract, you know, it makes it a zero. There's no surprises for me, at least, and them doing this because of the precedent they set last year with the way that they just want things. Uh, it For it being the right thing to do, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of different factors here in in how they are approaching things. I mean, the players are contracted by Riot. Riot is paying them a salary directly. They're also giving them housing 
directly. And you can make an argument, a pretty good argument on Riot's impact on League of Legends esports and how much that they have put into the scene in the community um, as opposed to maybe... I mean, like, I would say that the games like Brood War and Dota and StarCraft, especially since Blizzard wasn't all on the esports train back in 2000, 2001, it was a lot about Korea and the community. And Dota 1 was never really supported by Blizzard either in Warcraft 3. So those communities had to really, really build themselves up and are now being helped by the developer. And while League of Legends did have to, they, their own community did have to pride themselves up by themselves and not have Riot lead them along, Riot has been a very large reason why the esports scene and community is where it is today in the amount of support that they've given in terms of prize money and the league itself and exposure and putting the stream in the client and putting featured streamers and just working with the players. And they've done a lot on their end. So with how much that they've put into the their esports community themselves and the infrastructure that they've built, they have, to me, a larger... Um, they have more ground to stand on than other developers in trying to implement these rules because I feel that they have put in probably more work and effort into the esports scene than any of the other developers, which I think kind of hopped on after the community had already kind of made a lot of headway in there. Not to say that Blizzard didn't support Brood War back in the day, but really it was mainly about Korea and Kespa and the players and and the foreign scenes that made it where it is, and then Blizzard kind of took over for StarCraft II rather than the other way around. So because of that, I think Riot has a pretty good leg to stand on uh, regarding all of this, and just in terms of them specifically. At the same time, it's been misconstrued a little bit. They ha I feel like they haven't been uh, open enough with this. But so because of last season and... While I think they tried to keep it under wraps that they were telling players and owners not to stream other games, a lot of this stuff came out to the community anyway. And of course, not only was the League of Legends community not so happy about it, but then the Dota community, the StarCraft community, the esports community as a whole sees it, and they don't have a great time with it. So because there was already uh, rumors and murmurs last year, but that Riot never really took a hard stance on it one way or the other, because they've kind of kept it in the dark, that's more of the reason why the community, I feel, is upset rather than just the ruling itself is because of Riot was never really clear on these stipulations. They had opportunities last year to, you know, say more about it and how they kind of feel about these res restrictions to other games and especially MOBA games and the crazy scene that whole was a Dota and League and Blizzard stuff, etc., so, so, so it's it's kind of your feeling on it that the 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 sort of initial negative reaction to this and when it was first kind of being heard about last year is not necessarily Riot's position. It's the way they've rolled out the position, which m makes it sound kind of insidious uh, and behind the scenes as opposed to laying out, hey, look, we're a business. We're paying these people. We're putting their housing up like we're supporting their livelihoods, you know. In order to continue to do that, you know, League of Legends has to continue to be a popular product, and part of that are these brand extensions that they're they're paying for. And I think if they, so is it your sense if they laid it out that way and sort of made the business case for it, people would probably go, oh, okay, I you know I can see why why they would do that. Yeah, I mean, at the same time that this all happened, uh, I 
confirmed a story last year, even though I never actually wrote it into an article. I said it on a show, and because I never wrote it, it was never confirmed. Confirmed, but <laughs> I know how I know how that goes. I know yeah. how that goes. So uh, Riot was at one time, or at least internally at Riot, there were executives that were going to not allow the owners of the teams to even own any other MOBA games or ARTS games uh, other than League of Legends. So if you were EG, you couldn't own a Dota team if you owned a League of Legends team. If you were Fnatic, you couldn't own a Heroes of Newer team if you had a League of Legends team. Hmm. And this got out to the community as well, and this blew up into a whole thing. And then Riot said that was never true, and I had sources that said it was true. And so they've had... I think specifically in issues concerning stipulations regarding other games, most specifically around Dota 2 and around MOBAs, they have had, I think like the way that uh, they think about this is reasonable considering the competitive nature and they are a business. But every time that they've had to do something around the stipulations regarding other games, it's always never been very well um, put out there. Uh, it's never been conveyed, I think, the best way. Mm. And I think that, yeah, it has been more of the perception of the way they presented these things and less of how the actual thing itself. I do think, though, that even though it has been more of the perception in the way that they've done the messaging, that there still is a lot of good arguments to why this itself still doesn't hold up. Even though they put in a lot more work and I think a lot more money than the other developers uh, in terms of supporting esports. You could also argue that, well, Blizzard still puts in almost $2 million into WCS and Valve put its, puts in uh, you know, a million and a half dollars into the international, but they have zero restrictions over anything you could do. And you could really do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want and they're not going to do anything. So that even though I think it, I still think it's more to do with messaging the, the ruling itself is still controversial anyway. I, I don't think it's, it's cut and dry that Riot is the clear winner here. I think it's like 50-50 on the rule itself, but the messaging is still what I think the community has been more upset about. I mean, one of the things that, uh, on some of the reading I did of it, was actually like sort of... Some of the games don't necessarily make as much sense that they're you know sort of a singling out. Like Specifically, obviously, they're targeting... Blizzard and and in the 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 image you know from the contract that you have like they delineate that out you know Diablo Starcraft Warcraft World of Warcraft and 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 Hearthstone is it Hearthstone or Hearts Hearthstone Hearthstone? Uh, Hearthstone 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 either way like Diablo and Hearthstone seem like th- those don't seem in direct competition with uh, League of Legends all, you know even though those may have competitive aspects to it but it seems like by that logical extension shouldn't they just ban them from playing any sort of competitive video game, period, whether it's, you know, Quake uh, or or Dota or something like that. It just seems like they're specifically kind of just taking a pot shot at, at Blizzard at that point and not necessarily uh, the games themselves. I mean, uh, it's, it is kind of obvious what they're doing here. I mean, um, no one is playing Diablo. <laughs> At the same time, they're playing League of Legends. Right. Uh, but I have seen a ton of people playing Hearthstone in between the queue times that they're waiting for the League of Legends solo queue to go, just like the mm. Dota 2 queue and stuff. So Hearthstone has become 
one of the games that a lot of League of Legends players have been playing. So specifically, I think Hearthstone, because of that, makes sense to put in there. But in terms of a larger scale here, Fat Princess. I mean, Fat Princess. Like, Fat what's, that, what's that game doing on that list? I mean, there, there, there's two motives here. I think that are at least obvious for me for what Riot is doing. One, Blizzard, Blizzard altogether. You cannot do anything with Blizzard. I think it's funny that they didn't put Heroes of the Storm on there, <laughs> considering it's their MOBA. But I really believe that it's because it's not out yet, mm-hmm. and that's why that it wasn't on there. And that Riot didn't be like, oh, oh that one is okay. No, it's really that uh, it's not out. That one's not on there yet. And that Blizzard, obviously, is, I mean, like, Valve and Dota 2 is probably the biggest competitor in their mind. But Blizzard is the one that's almost vying for the bigger esports space. They're right next to each other in Southern California. They have a history, of course, with with each other. Um, It's hard to ignore that Riot just added everything from Blizzard because it's Blizzard. No matter if World of Warcraft or Diablo are even remotely in competition with the game because every other game is a MOBA Mm -hmm. like Fat Princess no you know what I actually don't know why that's in there every (laughs) other game every other game besides that game is either a MOBA or a free to play game now Riot didn't comment on why these games were the ones that they chose but I think the three observations I made were a biggest competitors which is Blizzard and Valve and S2 Let's let's we're gonna blockade everything they do. I think Blizzard is interesting. You know, it's just Blizzard being Blizzard. That's why they just banned everything. Uh, MOBA games. So every and any MOBA game that's made on any device or game in the world, they put that on there. And also free to play, which is why I think that World of Tanks and Wargaming is on there. They're the other developer right after Riot that I think has had the most success off of the free-to-play model and a similar free-to-play and esports model mixed in together. It, it is really after Riot, it is Wargaming who's doing the most similar business model. And I think that's why they're, they're added on there. Hmm. So wrapping this up, you know, you've been kind of following this and some of the, the fallout and, you know, the awesome knots guys put out a statement saying that, you know, they thought, you know, this didn't make any sense and it was it was it was unnecessary. Like, w- you know, looking a little longer term, like, how do you see this shaking out in the next couple of weeks and couple of months? Like, do you think Riot will go back on this at all? Like, do you think this just becomes standard for, you know, other companies that are doing stuff similar to this now that Riot has opened the floodgates? Like, w- what do you see happening in the near future? I, from at least in talking to more people, and I'm going to release another article from some of the players. Some of them told me they think that that it will be changed. And that some of the stipulations that they wrote will have to be a little different. I don't think that... I mean, obviously, Riot wasn't expecting any of this to happen, of course. Uh, but I, I get the feeling that they were kind of surprised by how much backlash and conversation there has been over this entire topic. I don't think that maybe they were expecting such a huge force. Like at one time, it was literally the number one story on all of Reddit. And I think there's maybe 10,000 comments combined from all of Reddit and our posts and other other gaming sites. So I think that it's been a much bigger issue than they first anticipated. And that while I really do think they have a lot of good arguments for not changing it at all, 
I think they might want to consider changing it a little bit. Maybe they'll change the adjacent rule where you can't stream any other games outright, but they will allow you to play like Hearthstone in between your queue times uh, between games. To me, that seems reasonable. Um, that maybe that they, that would be the part they would change if any of them. Uh, because I think streaming the games outright, I really can't see happening. But if you want to play a game that's not Tetris or Peggle in between your queue times, and it just happens to be Hearthstone, I don't see really as big of a deal. I know you're advertising another game, but it's just to wait for the main game that you're playing. So um, my gut tells me that they have to do something. Because after the original... Uh, thing that happened last year, which I didn't report on physically and write about it. A week later, after I reported on it and on my show, and we got into the community that way, they did do a 180, and that rule was gone, and now teams can own any team they want, including Dota teams and League of Legends teams. So, well, I think that thing wasn't completely official, official, and it was just mostly talked about by execs, and then it got out. I think that showed, that was an example of them going back on it because of the community backlash and what they were saying. And I have to believe this would be kind of similar. Um, so I have a feeling they will change something, but not sure on what that will be. But I have heard that uh, it, it has been the number one story in the company this whole week since it has happened. So I know that they are talking about it right now. Uh, on what to do. And we, uh, I guess in the end, my opinion on all of it, I actually think that Riot uh, has a pretty good leg to stand on just myself. Because of everything that I said before and the way that they put in so much money towards the community, um, the salary that they give the players isn't a ton of money. It's the same as last year, which is $25,000 uh, before taxes, I'm pretty sure. Um, to all the players, plus travel, plus uh, set getting them set up at home. All of those things, to me, feels like, because of that, I'm not so against the stipulations to begin with. I think it is pretty reasonable that they put this in here, considering what they do. They can still make money off of all their League of Legends streams. It's not like Riot is taking away any of the revenue that they're making off of, off of these games. So I think as long as they're not taking any of the money and they just want to be kind of practical about they go away, uh, they, they go about these practices, I actually don't have as big of an issue with it um, as others. It, it is also, to me, the main thing was the lack of communication and transparency in the, in the issues, more so than the actual stipulations. I think after thinking about this for a few days, while it's not going to make a lot of people happy in regarding other games. And I think maybe they should get rid of the stipulation about being adjacent to it. I am, I'm pretty okay with their ruling. Cool. Well, Rod, I appreciate you uh, hopping on and explaining this to me. It's all super fascinating. You know, even though I don't watch the stuff myself, watching it all unfold uh, and, and all these little nuances as the whole thing grows up um, is pretty cool. So I appreciate you uh, jumping on and chatting with me about it. Yeah, of, co of course, man. 
So this would normally be the point when uh, the story is over, except that Riot Games did respond and change its policies. So uh, earlier this morning, Rod and I also got on Skype again to talk about exactly what had happened on Friday evening uh, and maybe what this means for the rest of the esports scene uh, and any companies that might think about this in the future. Enjoy. We'd, we chatted. On we did it. And then that all got blown up as I asked you at the very end to speculate on if they might change <laughs> exactly what you had reported on. And then, uh, yeah, then you IM me later that night and we're like, ah, they did it. They did it. Uh, I feel, I mean, I can't say I don't feel pretty good about all this happening. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you got to be honest. I don't know about what how you feel and how Microsoft, I mean, you gotta believe you changed all Microsoft's policies, Patrick. Oh, I, 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 I only reported on them early, but I understand what you mean of the, I, I have had instances in the past where, you know, you, you report on something, there is a, a reaction and then it gets changed appropriately. And well, you, you know, you just feel like you're, you're doing your job. No, I'm giving it to you, Patrick. You soul-handedly <laughs> made Microsoft change every ridiculous Xbox One practice they had because you got that shit early, and they wouldn't have been that pressured into it if it wasn't all their stupidity wasn't put out there in the very beginning. Uh, I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I will take your compliment. But why, why don't you break down exactly sort of like what happened, what kind of played out? So you know, I actually, I guess uh, late on Friday night. Uh, Waylon Roselle, which is the director of esports for Riot Games, they made a post on Reddit, and they basically said, after much deliberation internally within Riot Games in the past 48 hours, they have decided to reverse the policy entirely. So I was speculating that they would maybe only take out the rule about having games be adjacent to League of Legends and and that be okay, but they say now that players are allowed to stream any game that they want to at any time. Uh, which I think, you know, shows a lot about how Riot Games, the company, works. Even though that my initial concerns were more of not maybe the transparency, but how they they seem to be kind of the overlords in the community where it doesn't necessarily matter what the community thinks. They're just always going to be right in how their implementation is. Uh, But they show that they still have at least somewhat of a startup mentality where they can take in a ton of community feedback and then make a gigantic change within only a short amount of time. So I think that even large developers like Valve or like Blizzard, it may even take a longer period of time for that to happen and or it may not happen at all if it were another developer. So I think Riot does deserve some props here for doing that. But I think the kind of the larger thing uh, here is the reason that they said they enacted this policy to begin with, and they they wrote this in there, and their reason for retracting it uh, was that other developers have offered to pay their players to stream their games before. Now, they didn't name anyone specifically, but off the top of my head, I know that Hi-Rez has pretty much probably paid Team Solomid to stream Smite, because at one time, all four players streamed Smite at one time. They never stream Smite again after that. They don't play the game at all. And when I asked them to comment, they all told me they can't talk about it. No comment. Mm. So you have Hi-Rez offering to pay Smite. Uh, you've had Infinity Crisis and Warner Brothers uh, offer to... And they have flown out League of Legends teams to play at MLG events before. And... 
while no one will say anything, I know that Blizzard had to have been a part of this um, in the first place. Now, I know that Blizzard has given a ton of Hearthstone keys, early access beta keys, to League of Legends players specifically to play. I don't know if they really offered any money or anything beyond that for their players to play, but this is the real reason why Riot enacted this entire policy to begin with. So you you think now that this has happened where they've sort of done a complete 180, it would seem to suggest that this is going to be the way it goes forward permanently, right? Like they can't really do this again, can they? No, I, I don't think so. At least not from now on. And now this has happened. I think that any policy regarding other games, uh, no matter if it's for the players or the team owners or even different leagues, because the, the three policies that we've seen so far are uh, for the players, we've had the streaming restrictions that was thrown out. For the teams, last year I had the reported, not reported, blah, blah, blah. Uh, about teams being able to own other Dota teams or Heroes Newer teams. That got thrown out, and that's allowed. And then the leagues, there are stipulations that have been put into place where they're not allowed to run other games at the same event that League of Legends is at if Riot has put money into the event. Um, I think that one of the three will probably hold out to be the same. I mean, we've seen events like DreamHack hold League of Legends and Heroes of New Earth and Dota all at the same time. I feel like that's probably because Riot did not pay DreamHack specifically to run the event, where events like MLG and IEM, when they run League, it is pretty much paid for by Riot, even though neither company will kind of confirm this to be true, and that you don't see Dota 2 popping up at the same event that those are at. So the League end will probably not change though i mean i could be wrong again uh but i have a feeling that these type of policies won't easily as go through and not just because of the community i think that they've seen the reaction for this uh in terms of a full force reaction they probably won't do the same restrictions for other type of rulings and you'd have to imagine uh, that the logical extension of this would be that if if this is what riot experienced and this is the conclusion they came to that other developers, you know, probably aren't going to try the same thing either, right? No, I definitely, I definitely think so. There's no way that our developer is going to enact any of these rules. I, I am interested to see how other developers will react to the comments that Riot made that they're offering to pay their players to stream their games. I have a feeling that no one is going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, at all. I suspect not. Yeah, from the developers or the players, I have a feeling this one is going to stay kind of hidden unless I can find out what's going on. <laughs> All right. Well, Rod, I appreciate you uh, being able to, to chime in with me and uh, bring that to a conclusion. Then I guess you can, uh, you can let us know if you manage to find out more about this seedy underbelly of paying people to, to stream their games. And then we can, uh, we can chat again about that. I am actually on it right now. Awesome. Gonna, All right. I'm going to see what I can do. Sweet. Well, well, good luck to you, Rod. And then, uh, yeah, we will, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate the esports love, man. All right, man. Take Make care. Make it happen. I will.